0: This is Shu the podcast, episode 404 for the week of May 15th, 2016. What is up? Welcome back to Kanzen Shu, the podcast and extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan fansite, Kanzen Shu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening a little bit of entertaining. Hello again, it's Mike Vegito EX coming in your ears this week. It is just myself for this episode. This episode, I'm jumping right into things though. I have another interview for you from Anime Fan Fest 2016 here in New Jersey last week on the show. If you haven't checked that out, go. Go back and listen to it. Talked with Jason Thompson previously of Viz, now of his own various ventures. We talked about Viz's English translation of the Dragon Ball manga, how that all came about, how that changed over the years. This week here on the show, the second and final interview from the convention. Joining me will be Lance Haskell. You may remember him from his time at Funimation over the course of many years, marketing for the uh the anime juggernaut. And what's interesting is not so much juggernaut when Lance came into the company. We talked about how Lance got started with Funimation, uh, what the early marketing days were like. In particular, we talked a lot about Dragon Ball GT. That was some of the earliest stuff he worked on there. Um, We wrapped up with the Rock the Dragon set and kind of touched on everything in between from his time there at Funimation. That is our topic this week here on the episode. There's a bunch of news going on right now. We're going to save it for the following episode because as I'm recording the intro, uh, I'm doing this a little late. It's Monday evening. Uh, Bandai Namco has a big announcement tomorrow and it makes sense to actually talk about something of substance rather than saying... Basically what I just said and theorizing what will be out of date in about 12 hours time. So just stay tuned for all that big discussion coming at you next time on the episode. It's a, it's a big week right now, actually in Japan, the digest editions just came out at the end of last week. Uh, myself and lots of other people got their copies in today. We'll be talking about that. In addition to that, the CD single for forever dreaming from Chekuno Republic just came out in Japan. Two versions of that, the Checo version and the super version be getting those in for review we got a lot to talk about but this week's interview is about 45 minutes so it's pretty much a whole show in and of itself let's get right into it enjoy the interview i'll check you on the flip side i am back in the sales and catering office at the hotel attached to anime fan fest i got my second guest at the convention Introduce yourself.
1: I am Lance Haskell. I am Vice President of Sales and <laughs> Catering here at the lovely Doubletree. What is your uh, specialty here? I like to do Monte Cristo's. Yeah. Whenever wow. I have a client here, I'm like, you know, the catering dish, Monte Cristo's. Yeah. They are delightful.
0: We're actually here to talk
1: about uh, Japanese cartoon. Damn it. <laughs> I want to, I was well, We then we could talk about the
0: Count of Monte Cristo. That's true. That's true. There's always there a connection there. There we go. There we go. on. <laughs> Uh, All right. Take me back. So uh, I've heard a couple of your panels here so far, but the majority of our audience is not here. Uh, I actually started my website in 1998. So I've been able to see this whole journey of Funimation like we were just talking about. Zero marketing to a true department and true initiative.
1: Uh, When did you come in? I came in in November of 2002. I was at an internet ad agency in Dallas. I watched anime. I, it was it was uh, a hobby, not like my, you know, some people have like a main hobby. Yeah, And you know, it was comic books, sci-fi, everything right. and stuff. And I was getting to the point at the ad agency where I was working for like Chick-fil-A, American Standard, you know, companies, mm-hmm. but not really creative. I really wanted to work for a company, so yeah. I could choose. And I'm like, I really want to do an entertainment company. So I was like, well, what about all this stuff around? Then found out that Funimation was in Fort Worth. I lived in Dallas. Okay, It's it's the Metroplex that is about 30 minutes difference. During that time, I was at Anime Fest 2002. And that was whenever Funimation was at uh, Anime Expo New York, okay. that one year before Big Apple Anime Fest. Yeah, yeah. And that's when they sort announced they had one piece, but they didn't have one piece. Yeah, that's when they're that, four yeah, kids. Yeah. But then they also announced Tinchimuyo. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, they have Fruits Basket. Now are they getting in the anime? Yeah, yeah. I re- and then I was like going, I can market anime. Mm-hmm. And so while at Anime Fest, I got a Fruits Basket clear file, and I put a resume and a cover letter inside the clear file. I put it in a large manila envelope, and then I put it registered certified mail. Mm-hmm. That big blue thing you right, have to tear right. off a mail back. I did all that. So I knew. I was like, okay. You they knew they were getting it. They got it. Yeah. And it looked important that it had been opened. Right. And then whenever they look at it, it's like, you know, it had Fruits Basket on it. And so part of part of my always thing is like when people say, well, uh, how should I market yourself? It's like, well, if you're in marketing and you've got to market yourself to get the job. Years later, Cindy, who was, Cindy is the wife of the, she was VP of marketing at the time, also wife of Genfugunaga, the founder. They're right. both co-founders. She said, just putting that in, it made, made, you, made you want to interview me. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So nice. part of it is just getting that little thing to get you noticed. Yeah. And so, um, that's when I started. And, it was part of the thing was was like, we're getting into anime because they were just Dragon Ball Z. Right. And it's like, we need
0: someone to um, do outreach and do marketing for us. And I'm like, sign me up. So what was the marketing atmosphere at the time there at Funimation? Was it basically non-existent?
1: Well, it was um, more licensing mm-hmm. where it was score doing the training, the Dragon Ball Z right, trading right. card. The Hummer Tour. With the Hummer yeah. Tour. So that was, that was, it was more of piggybacking off of the licensees. Gotcha. So everyone else doing stuff for Everyone else Ball. because it. It, because and, and also at the time with Dragon Ball your biggest advertisement was Cartoon Network. Sure. Yeah. And so with home video there were some ads, but it just wasn't much. Right. Yeah, it was more just the 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 score hummer tour and TV. It was TV everywhere and then people knew it was um three episodes on a VHS, yeah, two exactly. volumes right. and then just Right, you know, uh, another volume comes out, and people get more bookcases. Mm-hmm. The VHS, <laughs> so many VHS. Yeah, I mean, there was. T- I mean, the spine art was also like one of the selling oh, features at the time. Yeah, that that was the coolest thing. I, uh, I wasn't there when they're doing all the the Dragon Ball Z stuff at the time. I knew I, I knew the the people that made it. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of that was slides that they got from Japan. Right. Because these days, it's a layered art files. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was slides, like really small slides that you had to look at. And there were three people in the creative department that did
0: vectoring. Right, right. I remember the cover arts at the time. They weren't quite screenshots. Like, yeah. I know that's from the show, but they looked Yeah, clean. they're 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 like different. It's like some of it was really nice
1: scans of images mm-hmm. and the ones that weren't scanned that well that didn't whenever they were scanned, it's like, well, only we'll the vector it and vectoring is just doing a point and, and tracing yeah. everything and just making that line. So when you make it bigger, or am bigging it. I love it. Word and bigging is a great word. Then it would transfer well. So if you see all the Lupin uh, DVD covers, that was it. Yeah. All those were, were vector as well. And a lot of the vectoring was done for licensing. Got it. ton, ton, ton of Yohaku show was done for licensing <laughs> for sure. and vectoring.
0: Yeah. So what'd you do with Dragon Ball when you came in? Was it already just like so massive and well, in progress? W-
1: well, the thing with Dragon Ball was I was hired to do all the anime stuff.
0: And they didn't, was it that Dragon Ball wasn't considered anime or it was, but it was just like it such was... a beast? it was more of a big mass market
1: yeah where it was this show that within the home video it was more about the um, infograms was coming which was atari right, right. Mm-hmm. with the, with the video game then it was the sword trading card games it mm-hmm. really didn't get until we released dragon ball gt mm mm-hmm. That more of the marketing effort was made.
0: You no, know, I was, think back to that time. I yeah. think of like comic books had ads for GT for those yeah. episodes. I remember that starting. Up I,
1: I I actually did those ads. Did you? <laughs> yeah, because the crazy thing is, we're in um, this convention center. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this con- convention, one of the people that are running this event runs a, a company, uh, Geek Riot Media. Mm-hmm. That he was the guy that was the person that I got the ads from from DC Comics. Oh no kidding. He was originally he, he was a DC comics guy in 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 the ad creative part, ad sales. And at that time was putting a putting together a, a budget and places to do ads. And in my uh presentation Anime Nostalgia while I was showing people all the different places that the non traditional places people didn't think right, of. Right. We advertise in Archie. Yeah. We did DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: my wife was big into the Marvel Universe, and she keeps pulling out all these old issues. You're like, oh, I love yeah. GT ads!" Yeah. Like,
1: oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. I one one San Diego Comic Con, I got invited to the DC dinner.
0: No kidding. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and it was like Greg Grucco was there, and yeah. all these people are like going,
0: "This is cool,"
1: and yeah. then like Dan DiDito, "Hi, I'm Dan Didito. Hi, nice <laughs> to meet you." Yeah. So if you're a comic nerd, you know who those people are. And yeah, it was it was it was it was such fun. I remember with uh, with GT, it was the decision of the first thirteen episodes, the Dragon Ball ish episodes.
0: Yeah, the lost episodes the, we the, had there. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. The 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 wording was, you know. Whoa, we need to start during the action. Yeah. And it was, it was, a, there was like two sides at work. It's like, well, we need to start at the beginning mm-hmm. or start at the action. Part of the reason why it started in the action was every country that GT started, mm-hmm. it faltered
0: at yeah. the beginning. <laughs> right. And Japan included. So Because
1: it was the Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. And so they just make the decision. as like, well, if you keep knocking your head, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, why not just start there?
0: Yeah. That's- and then, and
1: then we'll just pick it up later.
0: Totally. That's one of those things in retrospect, you know, at the time we were all like, ar, ar, garr, "Oh, what are you doing?" And and also the Dragon Ball GT rap. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll get to that. But just Oh the, my gosh, that was so fun. Just the release order, um, you know, at the time we all had such a problem with it, but this is again with, you know, 10 plus years of yeah. retrospect here. You think back like, "Yeah, no one likes the beginning of GT. So why not take advantage of that?" make an event out of it make a story out of the fact that mm-hmm. you're jumping ahead a little bit to me it's like oh slightly brilliant it still annoys me from the, like the anime collector side of things yeah but eventually we went back and got it all so it kind of made sense mm-hmm. let's talk about the gt rap a little bit Um am toss out a name barry watson was barry still there at yes. the time during yes. gt
1: oh was- barry watson <laughs> uh, barry, barry is a clever uh good character it's yeah uh, but he ha- he had ideas yeah, like yeah. that and some were like, yeah, why not? But then it was, um, you had a lot of people in the room, because it was, it was all more of a good committee. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, here's the pros, here's the cons, and people are like, yeah, that would work. Yeah. Let's do that.
0: Um, so tell me about the GT rap. How did that come about? I remember when that debuted. That was another very angry day for Dragon Ball. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: well, part of that time was um, when all the movies would have the different band soundtracks. Right and i just think it was just um a sign of of those times cuz sure. you know the 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 song was a little bit more Mm-hmm. Little light, you know they they did their own soundtrack right. at the time. Yeah, that was more production. It wasn't you know sure. something the yeah you're no, this
0: and said all right sell it.
1: Yeah, yeah. What we had was um I think the promo was doing people sending submitting their own raps. Yeah, I know we yeah, had yeah. I know we had that one promotion.
0: All right, we got Albert here in the room. What's up, Albert? I always want to know whose idea was it to come up with the promo for you think you know gt that we were talking about with the rap when that came out it was like doubling down on that
1: oh uh what was the what
0: was the you think it was like bad fan sub footage with an instrumental of the song and it was like you think you know gt you don't know gt oh the rap kicks in
1: well it it was like you know it's like um because it was mark minsa doing all the music because of uh you know dragon ball z you know, just having a new, a new style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I just wasn't involved in it and it was just kind of, it was still the, the time of the Dragon Ball Z Hot Topic shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Where every AMV was, um, um, Linkin lim- Limp Biscuit or Lincoln Park. Yeah, yep. So, you know, it's like, the fandom just kind of on their own equated. right They were ball already, Z. Doing They're yeah. already doing that. They're already doing that. So I think that kind of you know I didn't have any part in that. So so don't yeah, of no. course <laughs> <laughs> you know. But I I think I think that was you know like that's the aesthetic. Yeah. That was already there. That might what, as well use on. So yeah. might as well use that aesthetic. Yeah. A lot of GT at that time was a different brand manager. Okay. Because I, I was more handling of Fruits Basket, Blue Gender, mm-hmm. and I went on like 13 conventions. That was the time that we just, and this was all in 2003. 2003. Right. So it's still pretty that, early for you. And there. then Kitty Grade, mm-hmm. launching Kitty Grade, launching Tinch Meo at the same time, and then at the same time, prepping for Full Metal Alchemist.
0: Well, then let's jump back a little bit. So you come in for marketing. When does the idea of, all right, we need brand managers, and when does that start to explode for all these different properties at Funimation?
1: That was around 2004. Okay when uh, cuz i was more at when i started you can make your own title so i said well fan <laughs> right. well it's like fan based marketing cuz yeah, that's yeah. what i'm doing cuz they never had an online presence right cuz like they had a pr person that mm-hmm. was that was new but then i'm like well the people that you really need to talk to is like anime on dvd now right. fandom post mm-hmm. you need to talk on ann all these, like, um, Toon Zone, all these message boards that people have questions. Right. You need a rep. Yeah. And part of that was, it's not an idea we had. It was on Fandom Post, they had, you know, David Williams Ask from a ADV. Yeah. They had, you know, Sean Kleckner from, because there was already a precedent. You had uh, Jerry Chu from Bandai. You yeah. had Anime Cons. They, they had reps that they had panels. And that's what I was right. showing them. It's like going... It's like, I'm going to do this at these cons. That's what you need. Yeah. And so the first con was um, Anime Central 2003. And I videotaped it because people always thought that, you know, DBZ, which is dudes and Fruits and Basket, was ladies. Yep. They didn't know that ladies like Dragon Ball Z. Everybody liked Dragon Ball Z. Everybody liked Fruits Basket. It was like half and half. Mm-hmm. And so I had a survey so I could show, like, here's the demographics. And then whenever people won something... And it was Fruits Basket, Lupin the Third, Blue Gender, yeah, and uh, Dragon Ball GT. No, it was Dragon Ball Z. No, it was it was GT. And then people said, like, "I won this." And there was a guy. I have a video of a guy that was just like, "I love Dragon Ball Z. It's the best ever." Anyone Fruits Basket? Yes, I love Fruits Basket. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. to show them, yeah, like this is your audience. Because whenever I started, I was a little really surprised that I was the only one that was an anime fan there. Mm. To them, it was like, we're doing a cartoon. And so it was, but then later on, when all the production was watching anime, they really got into it. So they became a lot of good anime fans. Then a lot of the staff, once they got more anime shows, you had a lot of like the ADV voice actors coming up. Mm -hmm. And then you had people that I would hire and people that are hired into marketing in other departments. It really became just this really good fandom company. Because it was like going, I like anime. This is great.
0: Let me take it back to Dragon Ball. Okay. How did you see things change with the marketing of Dragon Ball over the years? So you're coming in, you guys basically wrapping up the overall first time production of everything. You start to get into re-releases at that point. Mm -hmm. So how does that change the kind of attack plan?
1: Well, the re-releases was we got it. This was before the bricks, the the orange bricks were, um, we released it. With the, uh, you know, going back and, and dubbing it. Yeah. And then we released those in volumes. Mm-hmm. And it was hey we had like a Goku Victor figure and a Vegeta figure. Right.
0: That was a box that never finished. Yeah,
1: a box that never finished because the the sales just, you know, I think that was a time that everybody was like so saturated yeah. with owning Dragon Ball Z. That was a big
0: turning point for and sure.
1: And then the one of the co-founders, Daniel Kokenauer, mm-hmm. had the idea of like, we just need to release some big chunk releases. Yeah big chunks. And that's how the bricks got born.
0: So it was a, a conscious decision. Like we got to just kill this release and just move on. We got to try something.
1: Well, it was, it was more of just, you know, like the three to five episodes per disc. Yeah. Uh, we were releasing uh, box sets of anime. Right. Right. And part of it is, well, we need to release this as a box set right. on DVD. And then it was, because um, by that time I was like, I was never a full brain manager of, dragon ball z sure we had um this one lady that was that was the brand manager of it then mm-hmm. she left and we had an, another guy that was doing that and then i remember we, that
0: period because i was talking to like three different people yeah it was like lacy
1: and then it was jason mm-hmm. and then we had gene Mm-hmm. And then Gene um, was the one that during the bricks that was he yeah. he was managing the brand then, mm-hmm. and that's when we had the biggest Dragon Ball fan uh, contest that ended at Wizard World Texas, mm-hmm. and that kind of like launched the um because um, I I just refer to them as the Orange Bricks yeah of at we work all do too. at yeah. work we always we always call them the Orange Bricks and those to this day just keep selling.
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, they're 15 bucks at Target, Walmart. And yeah. They're always going to sell.
1: Yeah. And then whenever we released the Kai mm-hmm. with, with Blu-ray, you know, that was like 13 episode sets. Right. Bricks still like every time that we promoted Kai, mm-hmm. the halo effect was the bricks sold more. Really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then whenever we had the first uh, release of the Dragon Ball Z Blu-rays, where mm-hmm. we only had like the, that one volume, the level the, the, sets. The yeah, level yeah. sets. It was all that push towards the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, in turn, like, well, it didn't perform. It like, it performed, but it the the performance was those bricks sold in comparison better. to that. Yeah, yeah, and so so the reason why like the level changed to the to to the Blu-rays mm-hmm. was when you looked at it it was instead of like the episode count, mm-hmm. it was it was like episode count or price. Yeah, yeah. And it was price. Mm-hmm. And so going out. back to the Blu-rays was, well, let's let's combine the two. Yeah. Let's get the episode count right. Mm-hmm. Let's get the price right and release it. Yeah. And that's and that's what, and so now the Blu-rays are kind of like on par. It like
0: it evened out to yeah, what yeah, it should yeah, have been yeah, all Yeah, it, it evened out. Yeah, yeah. You know, something we as Dragon Ball fans kind of always stick by was, you know, those level sets came out, and it's good to hear that they did well enough. But we were always like, level sets came right after the dragon boxes, which themselves were announced two months after the bricks finished. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, well, it was that, too
1: much. Well, that was the time that Funimation was owned by Navarre, right? Right, and that was you got a public company quarterly earnings. Yeah, I you remember need, listening need, in all the time yeah, to that, yeah, stuff back yeah. Then. And so, part of that was kind of some of the decisions. It's like, well, we need to have a Dragon Ball here. and... You also have just, you know, licensors wanting to to look good with the licensors and all the releases. I do wish that the um, Dragon Boxes sold better. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that was the time that they released was a time that I think that was the time that Suncoast were transferred referring into FYE. Right. They're shaky at the time. Best Buy had three columns of anime. Then they went into two. They right. weren't taking volumes. We transitioned into the season sets. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was like if they were released sometime different, like yeah. b- before then or after that, right. I think they would
0: have stuck. I want to say it was... Oh, seven to oh nine. So we're also looking oh, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, economy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. oh to
1: yeah, nine was that economy. It was they were released at the wrong time. Wrong right.
0: time. I want to jump to uh, a tweet that you made a year ago. Okay. which you probably will remember as soon as I start talking made great waves in the oh, Dragon yeah. Ball community. And that was majority of the surveys voted four by three. Then it was ignored internally. Past sales of sixteen by nine sold better than four by three. Yeah. So for a little context there, that was Survey Funimation put out saying, you know, if we're gonna approach this again on Blu-ray, talking price point, talking episode count, talking aspect ratio, um, we were always appreciative that we got the Dragon Box set went out of print almost immediately uh, Mm -hmm. to these. To this day, boxes two and four are like five hundred bucks second hand yeah. market. So, um, like four by three, four by three, four by three, and to hear someone kind of like validate the, no, people were clamoring for it, totally ignored.
1: Well, part of it is in it. It wasn't totally ignored. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, we we do the survey, we have the the fan feedback. It was like because you know there there are two camps so like well here's this and here's this but then there's we're a very
0: vocal minority yeah well yeah. well the
1: the thing is the the decision on the sixty nine was more of the bricks mm-hmm. sold and there was sixty nine right. and that was the success right the dragon boxes which was the four three that was when that didn't perform right. And then with T V sixteen mm-hmm. nine. Yeah, yeah, And then talking. then this, this discussion was like the new generation mm-hmm. was like, well, I need I need sixteen nine. Yeah, why isn't
0: my T V being filled up?
1: Yeah, right. right. Yeah. And so so it was it was we had a camp at the four threes and we had the camp at the sixteen nines. Yeah. At the end of the day Who's gonna one pay your one bills? of the camps yeah. would be deciding and so, you know, it's like like internally there are people that wanted it, sure. but at the end of the day, it it yeah. just you know all those all those pros and all those cons right. and make the decision. It's like yeah.
0: oh, and that's not to say that <laughs> you know we don't understand that. Yeah, but we still have that like oh, yeah. No, but some then but then you,
1: you got to think cause it's like Funimation still I still uh, really like my time at, at at Funimation and you know there's always Dragon Ball Z releases. <laughs> there's always something <laughs> yeah. because yeah. the one thing that the the last thing that I did that kind of got changed at the end. But I pushed to get out was back in the vault was the original, yeah. you know, the, the original edited yep. ones that people grew up on. The Rock the Dragon set. The yeah. Rock the Dragon set. Yep. The stuff that, that people never heard. Because like with well, home videos, is, well, why would you want to put something out edited? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- this is the stuff, you know, we've always been unedited and, and uncut. And like, yeah, however, you've got completists. And this is like, this is the... This is the these are the episodes that you grew up on. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like a little side addition right? To it's your, like to you're your releasing collection,
0: the Voltron version of the show, yeah, or the yeah. Robotech version of the show. Yeah.
1: yeah, my envision of that was having cheaper versions of the one box set that's a like hundred bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like put it out the three sets, do it at like twenty bucks, and get it into Walmart. Mm-hmm. The people that want that, but at the time, Walmart and home video, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that because they were trying to sell in. The Blu rays. Sure. Yeah. And so if you had, because with Walmart, it's very fickle. Yeah. If you have yeah. one title that doesn't do well, right. going back the next time, if yeah. something didn't do well, I'm like, well, I don't know about that. Right. So it kind of just kind of like morphed and I was going into uh, corporate strategy. So some the decisions I had, I couldn't do a lot of day to day. Sure. So then it got like changed. Mm-hmm. I'm like going, it's not like, you know, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I did that. However, it did get out. It did get out there, yeah. So so, so it was nice. And I like got going, my copy. Yes. <laughs> the Rock the Dragon got out because I wanted to call it Dragon Ball Z Rock the Dragon Edition. And then I, I just kind of wanted to, just, you know, play up and all that. We did contact Cartoon Network to see if we could get it, all those bumpers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... They just couldn't release them. Yeah. They was like, we can't find them. We can get releases for them. I'm like, <laughs>
0: they didn't even keep that damn stuff. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted those. Re- I Part of it is the people that were there. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll have to see get into the archives. Right. Because they have archives. We have archives. It's just, it's yeah, just yeah. hard. It's like uh, whenever you license a title that is really old and then you have to find if the company is still around in Japan yeah. and then which warehouse it is right. and picking it up. Oh so
0: <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> Do you have any um, real fond memories of Dragon Ball in particular? Like this is a campaign that really worked or we didn't expect to get a, a big result on something?
1: Uh, what I like on the campaigns with... with um, I did a lot of full metal campaigns and that was my creative insight was into that. Yeah. I, I did like the Dragon Ball Z contest. The fun part of all the campaigns, would I, st- I still think that the Hummer tour... Yeah. It wasn't Funimation related. Right. But whenever Score had the Dragon Ball Z Hummer and, and just, just because it was just drive around the Walmarts and then you could go into the store, play, play the trading card game and see two voice actors. Right. One of the drivers, Adam Sheehan, mm-hmm. he left Score to work at Funimation. And so he was doing the conventions. I
0: didn't know that's where he came from. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He
1: he came he came from he came from score. He was one of the Hummer drivers. Oh, all right. And so he had, he had relationships with Sonny and and, and, and Sabbath. Yep. And way before. And he would you know, they're they're drinking buddies. And so now and then he did the conventions. And so part of that, kind of like that voice actors in the in the booth mm-hmm. signing, that's kind of what we did at the cons. Yeah, yeah, I think instead of just an ad campaign, it's always fun to have the voice actors interact. And then just if we had one that kind of like overstayed its welcome was the over 9,000 because that was the internet meme. And then it was like people didn't know like that, that, that's not Chris Abbott. Right, exactly. It's, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's Brian Drummond. It's like that's
0: oh, not Chris Bad Chris I have to say it. Yeah, he would and, say people ask him to do it at conventions yeah, first, like, wait, what? Yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah.
1: so that that's why I'm really glad that um that the original Dragon Ball Z edited version came mm-hmm. out. So you get so it was like, you know, here, this is this is, is this yeah. is the nine thousand. Yeah. This is the nine thousand. uh but then it was kind of um it was always used as just a a cheap meme. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. It's like 9,000 ah, people get it. And like, that's the joke. And that's the joke. It's like going, it's, there. it's like that, that's already ran its course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, I think we kind of overran it. <laughs> so I, I can think of a great one. I think the yeah. one that's like going, can we just
0: retire that meme? Please. To your credit, I actually didn't feel like it was super overused. I know there were a couple times, like in uh, Kai, the two versions were recorded. The TV version kept 9,000. Mm-hmm. The DVD version kept yeah. eight thousand. Uh, a couple of video game stuff yeah. in there. And like He used it, but from my perspective, I actually didn't feel like it was super overused. Okay. I don't know if you were just more exposed to it than I, I, I think, was. Maybe. I think I was more exposed yeah, to it. I mean, it, it, it
1: became a licensing tee, yeah. which uh, Ronda Rousey right, right. Yep, wore. Yep. I'm like going, okay. That's like the apex. Right. <laughs> and that, was like,
0: that, that was cool. <laughs> you won marketing. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And one thing is, it wasn't one marketing. It was that was just one of those. It it, it was non planned at all. Right. You know, it wasn't. There's it was nobody. It, it wasn't like WWE. Like was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Blah blah blah. It was um, just the most recent WWE mm-hmm.
0: with the yeah. They all with, came out. Yeah, it,
1: it all came out. And I'm like going, that is. Cool, right? And so,
0: and I don't think you could arrange something like that. It's got to be organic for yeah. to
1: work to that. Degree. And and when you when you think about it, the wrestlers of these days, mid twenties, yeah, those are the tsunami kids. Exactly. It's like yeah. they grew up on it, right? That because like of course they're because Dragon that. Ball Z is wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And so if yeah. you have wrestling, it's a people, wrestling space it's, opera, it's, for it's, sure. It's,
0: it's, it's wrestling. People have made the argument that that wrestling is anime, <laughs> and in <laughs> it some is. respect, it kind of is because the way that these wrestlers portray themselves as over-the-top characterizations of who they are in the ring is kind of this manifestation that people tend to uh, <laughs> pan for and overblown shonen stereotypes exactly. in wrestling. Right, yeah, exactly. for sure.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then the baby in the heel. You know, it's it's just kind of uh and and the fun part is I just know that it's Monday. When my Twitter feed of all the anime, <laughs> anime people that I follow I turns into wrestling, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. It's funny. It's, it's very funny. But then you, it's like with Dragon Ball Z, I always say it's like going, uh, we're going to fight this villain. The villain's defeated. Join us, okay?
0: And then it just yeah. repeats, and repeats, and exactly. repeats and repeats. Exactly, it's and repeats. I I just I just love that. I want to take things actually to your personal website that you're doing now, Anime Nostalgia Bomb. Something we're really big at at Konzenshu is history. Um, we're constantly translating 80s, 90s Japanese magazines, these interviews. The way we describe it is it's, it's like ever so slightly pompous, but if we don't do it, these things are going to be lost. Um, there are a couple Japanese fans that have transcribed things, but that's still just in Japanese. So, like, you got to do something about this. Uh, You're doing a similar thing with anime magazines, anime convention program books, uh, a lot of videos you've been taking. What started that, like that that spark of I want to preserve history?
1: Well, I the initial spark was when we were removed from uh, the Fort Worth headquarters to the headquarters in Grapevine. Gotcha. We had this one PR room with all these magazines. And a lot of them were very old, and was like, well, we don't need them. Let's throw them out. I'm like, yeah. no, we no. need to keep one of each. Right. And it's like, well, we're not going to have the rooms. Like, I'll just take them home. If yeah. you need them at that time, that was when we were getting all the Pioneer ADB stuff. Gotcha. And there was all these articles, of all these old shows. Mm-hmm. It's like these are reference points. If people need to, if like you have new brand manager that I haven't really watched the show, mm-hmm. just scan the article. Yeah. Have them true. read them. It's yeah. like this is what you need to get into, and then mm-hmm. watch
0: it. Right, especially so, for something like Tenchi, where yeah. it already had this history. Yeah, and also poll quotes, but
1: probably. But then also at the time, it's like if you have a poll quote for an an anime magazine that is no longer there, right. the relevance <laughs> right. is not there. Yeah, yeah. And so, about four years ago, I had like a string of six years of An America. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, how far does Ant america go back? Because I, I remember in college in the, in, the, in the mid to late 90s, my sister would would have issues. And I had a couple of those older mm-hmm. issues. Sure. Like, How far does it go back? So I just, you know, went on eBay and it was a 1992 mm-hmm. issue zero mm-hmm. and like 13 bucks. I'm like, sweet.
0: Yeah, that's doable. And then
1: I saw the first year was 10 issues for like 15. Mm-hmm. I'll get that. And it's Once just coming um, through them. Yeah. And I'm like going, it's like four bucks, two bucks. Let's get them all. And then I posted um, just the I, the idea because uh, I, I had like a Practice Makes Awesome site, just like a personal blog, and I would post articles on those. And then um, uh, Toshi Yoshida, who was mm-hmm. um, with Viz, with Ranma, and right, now, right. then he was Monday, and now he's with the Pokemon Company. Mm-hmm. He goes, do you have any issues of Animag? And I'm like, what is Animag? <laughs> It was like, oh, well, that, was a, that was the magazine that a couple of you know people before Viz were on and started. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. And I collected those. Mm-hmm. And then my sister had one issue of uh, anime effects, and that was Helen McCarthy. Right, you know, right, She goes to all the conventions. She's written the anime encyclopedia Bible with Jonathan Clements. And I found those. Because it was like Mile High Comics, Lone Star Comics, all these sites that have so many comics people also sold in their magazines Mm -hmm. there was a site in the uk that i got some magazines and then there was like anime effects i got all of the anime expo reference books from like 1990 91 and those are all the old stuff because like what i collected starting 2003 was it was more marketing competition like this is what the competition is doing getting ideas and just saying, you know, we need to do this and here's some ideas. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. And then with it, with the anime central video was just showing work. This is what the anime fan is. But then I just like this huge monstrosities of booths, all this, you know, it's like, wow, we need to do this. And so I would just take pictures of the booths and just all sorts of just stuff. And so in all the tchotchkes, I remember whenever um it was probably two thousand four Pioneer had trading cards. They had like decks yep, yep. And, and trading cards. I have like seven of those. There was the time that at Otakon one the conventions that Pioneer had an Ikitos and promo mm-hmm. and it was Ikitos and sticker on top of a package of wet wipes. I nice. kid you not. That and then uh the uh, A D V Otaku soap mm-hmm. with the little characters from Noir in there. So I have that. So it was just all that and then all of my pictures, uh, all the video and I'm like going, I have a lot of this. I need to like put like it do out it. there yeah. yeah and so i said well what do i start with and so i started with an america the first issue sure and then i'm up to like issue i think i've just done june of 2000 but right now i'm in very sporadic and putting yeah. those out but I mean, now i'm on a mission to put that out and i've been always been doing just chronologically about like i need to skip and do more things because mm-hmm. with this convention i did a full moon alchemist perspective and then like um uh, getting into the anime industry. And so I was researching and finding a lot of the stuff. Like I have a 2007 Anime Selects, the Comcast VOD right, channel. Right. They did a video of New York Anime Fest 2007. hmm yep. And they interviewed everybody, huge booth, Tokyo Pop, huge booth, everybody huge booth. And that was the America, sorry, the North first annual and last annual American Anime Awards that yeah, was yeah. produced by ADV. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was looking at it, I was like, wow, that is the apex of of the bubble it sure was yeah it was the apex of the bubble yeah. and the greatest thing is it was documented and i have that's it. great yeah and i'm like i have to share this <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: <laughs> so so yeah so that, that that that's what i have and then the, uh just an in, in insider's perspective you know i i just want to just be just informative mm-hmm. i and then you know when people say like, all oh, your rivals and companies i'm like i know all the bondi reps all everybody's reps it's it's we're all just like nerds that's like, oh, you have this job. Hey, cool. Mm-hmm. Licensing uh, acquisitions, that's, that's where the rivalry is. Right, right. That's when you bid you on, bid, bid show. on shows. Right. Yeah. But part of it is, it's like going to anime cons, so which like summer camp with your friends. Sure. Within the industry. And so that, that, that's just been the fun part. Yeah. And then just seeing where people are now. And then. Right. Cause like I, I, it's fun kind of like, um, seeing, you know, another associated podcast. The, the One Piece mm-hmm. podcast and yep. seeing seeing those guys as as you know college kids and now right. you know Zach's a lawyer and right, like, oh, right. that's cool oh, everyone's old it's everyone's adorable. old yeah. yeah but then it's like you know Carl Olson from um, from Tune Zone mm-hmm. and now and then and then Jesse Betridge from because uh, he had a Canadian news thing and now he does his own podcast mm-hmm. so it's just fun keeping in touch with everybody and everyone's throughout the years it's did, yeah. it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's all fun because well. Well, right. I, I what I love podcasts is like right now a podcast you're just recording history right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: And so yeah, yeah. I, I love going through like the old and cast ones. Yeah, me too. Of all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, that, that's why I really enjoy podcasts. podcast.
0: Um, tell me a little bit about the, you call it the, the curation process. I think it's a great way to describe it. So when you're sharing things from these magazines, you said you do like the cover, table of contents, uh, letter from the editor. Um, what do you think really stands out about those kinds of pieces in those magazines? Well,
1: what I, what I try to do is like sometimes the cover isn't the feature story that we want to cover. Because mm. there's like one issue where they had like spotlights. Well, one of them was like a Trigon spotlight, but the cover was Slayers. Oh, that- I did. Slayers at the time Mm -hmm. and then um, looking at the anime messages of you know people writing in questions Mm -hmm. and so I'd get a feature and if there was like a news section it's like this is the first time Escaflane is mentioned this Mm, is the first time this show is mentioned right and there was a really fun one of Detective Conan coming to Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, not so really. <laughs> and then Steam Boy mentioned in 19, 19- right, right? Steam Boy in like 1998. It was like so far, like, wow, this must have been in committee for a long time yeah. by the time it came out. Right. And then figuring out when was the first ad for a DVD? Mm-hmm. When was, and then, uh, what was it? Tenchi? I think it was Ghost in the yeah.
0: Show. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: But then what Tenchi was great was the, Pioneer laser discs. Yeah. And they're yeah. tying like, the superiority of laser discs over mm-hmm. DVD. Yeah. And I, I, I love those. And then looking at the ads back in the day where everything was all text heavy. Mm, like, yeah. Like you could just read everything because mm-hmm. that's all they had. And so they had to explain the show and all that. Right. Yeah. But for, for Ann Americas, I always said love to do the fan art. Mm. Uh, if there was a convention uh, report put that in. Yeah. And then the ads cuz the ads were like the best and what I have sections is anime that time forgot cuz yep. there's so many of these ads I'm like, not remember this show you shared devil I, hunter yoko aw. i was like i remember yeah it, but then there, there, there's so many other shows that cpm and adv put out i'm yeah. like going what is this yeah Sold 10 it, copies and that's yeah. it and then there was a uh, the first time that that evangelion was on an ad mm-hmm. it shared the spot with four of the titles yeah it wasn't like their big show right they right. didn't think it was their big show I didn't know yet yeah yeah and then pff, then it became yeah. hear all these ads so yeah i i, I love that part of it tell me
0: a little bit about the legal concerns around that because obviously they exist but that definitely feels like especially with ads ads are meant to be out there and all these companies also aren't around anymore so do you just kind of like well if no one documents it it's going to be lost anyway
1: well part of it is it's like um with an america I, I know people there.
0: Yeah, of course. And
1: then part of it is, it's kind of like, they're not selling the issues. Right. You can't They're, 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 they're still around. And, and I don't take the entire issue. I just mm-hmm. like, here is a taste. Right. Here is the stuff. And then if anyone says, Hey, can you take that home? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I am. I'm just doing a little bit of education. Yeah. And, um, and then similar, like with Tokyo pop mm-hmm. and like with Viz and mix magazines, And all these magazines, I just, when you say all that, you know, legal stuff is, whenever I was at Funimation, I was the one that um, would be the person that was like going, hey... A lot of these people that are watching fan subs, they don't know that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We have that you, today. If, with if, the if, subs. You gotta, you've got to give them today. In my at, at the panel was like you know about piracy. It's like well, a lot of the stuff with the piracy was piracy is an unfulfilled demand, and so people really want this stuff. And at the time, DVD technology would just was just like if, if, when something a, a technology was released, it's flatlined at that at that time, like mm-hmm. 1998. Yeah. Well, there's codecs and everything that increases all the time, Well, DVD technology can do that. Mm-hmm. Then you had Blu-ray, whereas HD, DVD, and Blu-ray, that kind of mucked that entire generation of, of formatting mm-hmm. off. And then you had streaming at the time. And then you had Crunchyroll. I, I, I sent them the first DMC notice. Did you really? Yeah. And they were yeah. the ones I had to put the DCM notice. No
0: one remembers. But, the Crunchyroll was not a legit site yeah, at the time. Yeah.
1: But the, but the thing is, it was like... Uh, looking back, it's they changed the industry yep. and they changed it for the best. Mm-hmm. And so now you can have all the simulcasts because it was like any industry has a disruptor. Yeah. Look, look through history. It's like sure. um, a, a great if, – if you're really nerd about this, read Tim Wu's The Master Switch. And it's like every technology mm-hmm. they have like it's – the big companies, a new technology disruptor, they kind of like squash them. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the ones that get squashed, the ones that like they overpower mm-hmm. and they'll either get bought by
0: right. the yeah, big yeah. company
1: or they'll become the big company. Mm-hmm. And Crenshaw became the big company. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just, it's just real fascinating. And now um, there's more anime on than regular TV, but still traditional TV is the gateway because people are like, are like bored and like they just turn on TV like, oh, that looks cool. But there's more on, like, Netflix, and people discover through Netflix all all this stuff. Yeah. So I just think that within piracy, it's always there. People still make, like, um, you know, like Kiss anime is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, why is that? Why can't that just be taken it, down? It's, it's, it's got to be complicated. Well, part of that is they embed. Well, I don't deal with it now, but in, sure. in, in the past— you know, there was like all those mega uploads and all mm-hmm. those files. Right, right. And so they would obfuscate the the, the naming. And then right. And then it was always a cat and mouse game. Yep. So you would find the file that they are embedding and then su- support that. it to mega mega upload. Yeah. And then all of this stuff. Because to stream all that stuff on the site would be huge builds.
0: Yeah. And so that was a
1: streaming site. And so you would always take the files down. You just can take the site down. Mm. And so it's always just like, you know, take all the stuff down. You will send notices. But nowadays a lot of this, before then, all the servers were US based. Now they're international Mm -hmm. and getting with international. Some, some play well. Some, some don't at the end of the day. It's, you're always going to have people that will watch it and won't support it hmm So do you want to spend all your time on those people? Right, right. Or spend your time with the people that will support your show? Yeah, the enthusiastic ones. So sure. so it's part of it is, it's like, you know, there's always going to be a portion of the people that will part your stuff no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it happens with authors. You yeah, know, like course, no yeah. game, no game will post with like, hey, I have this, mm-hmm. you know, please don't share it outright or the, please buy a copy. Mm-hmm. But you're always going to get people that will just say, "Well, they'll, they'll just do it." And but you could always, but if they buy merchandise or mm-hmm. if they buy something else, they're still supporting the series. Yeah, they, I mean, they, the music they industry just, went not, that way. Where oh yeah, it's, like the, it's, it's all about concerts. It's yeah. all about concerts now. Right.
0: Well, I'm going to pull things back around. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so we'll stick with this unfulfilled demand. And Dragon Ball again, now, obviously you don't work with Funimation anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Dragon Ball super is a show that's been airing in Japan for months now. Sailor Moon can get a simulcast. Why do you think it is that Dragon Ball can't do that? Because Dragon
1: Ball is the it's Dragon Ball. Well, right? Dragon Ball is the number one important show, yeah, and I, I think it's I think it's that uh, I think that it is popular worldwide. Right. Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't know why it's out here yet. I think it should have been. hmm It just... Of course, we agree with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Our theory has always been Toei, we think Toei probably wants a TV deal for something like that. Do you think that holds any water?
1: I think Dragon Ball Z, if it's like, here's how I would do it. Okay. You know, if if I was Toei, how I would, would do it would be, um well, first, if you're if you're in the American Alliance or working with Toei, you just tell them the importance of doing a simulcast. Right. But, but really to get a simulcast or having a network buying the show, you would choose the network buying the show yeah, because they would get a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The only problem with the network buying the show, they would want all the rights. Mm. So if you get all the rights, then a company that would want the home video, Mm -hmm. the home video company would want all the internet rights. Mm -hmm. So part of it is there's so many things that intertwine now that that might be kind of just the untwisting of all those rights. So it might be that. It might be Toy saying, no, let's Mm -hmm. just wait until we have this many episodes in the can. And then, because you you don't know if there is a a studio dubbing it already. There's like, we need need, need to have 30 30 of these or 50 of these because we're going to do old school Cartoon Network an episode a day. Yeah, yeah. Because... You, know, you, you don't know that's that. That's the plan. thing. We have
0: no idea what's going yeah. on. But to people, it seems like, oh, they don't know. They don't care. And of course, we, we have no oh, idea what's going from, on. Oh, from, on from experience
1: in the it. background, it's probably, it's probably yeah. been in negotiations with lots of people yeah. sure, for yeah. a long time. There might yeah. be a master plan. There's like, well wait until X convention right. and then blow it all out. And then out. you'll
0: understand why. And it's like,
1: oh, that's why yeah. they waited so long. It's yeah. usually that, 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 is, that is like 80% usually yeah. the case. Yeah. So it's like, when is it ever coming out? It's like, it's coming out. I just think that right now they're, the opportunity, because like if you're doing like TV, that is the dub. Right, of course. And right now it's like, well, people are just watching a subtitled version. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are fan it mm-hmm. and you're getting a... Th- Ton of people that's, the that, thing. That, that, that's watching it, right? And you don't know the, in, the in translations. It's like, if, if I was Toye, it's like, well, let's just work with you know an anime consortium, like mm-hmm. uh, Gay or or whoever the licensor is, right, right. And just put out an official subtitled.
0: That's the thing that kills me the most. It's like, it's Dragon Ball, so you know fans are going to watch it
1: regardless. And and worldwide, not just U.S. Exactly, It's just like, do it worldwide and just do it with like, um, you know, a subtitle in all the different languages. Mm -hmm. But the problem is with all the different languages is all the different partners partners within all the different countries. Yeah that have been so loyal mm-hmm. to the
0: franchise right so if you get funimation doing it but ab doesn't get it right yeah away. yeah it's like yeah. well
1: how come america's doing it but europe's not doing it yeah. and and so so it might be just the worldwide yeah. just coordination of dragon ball z what a monster yeah. it's 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 a monster yeah and so and so like that, like that's my theory It's like it is this monster that you have to tame mm-hmm. and it might take a year yeah to get that monster tamed
0: yeah you know we saw it move pretty quickly with the movies battle of gods was like a year and a half or so uh freezing movie i mean we got our home release a week after the japanese release that Mm -hmm. one moved so fast so maybe it is just a tv series is on top of all that yeah i I just think that
1: it, it is it is a monster series yeah and so
0: <laughs> it's big. Well, Lance, thank you so much. I mean, we talked about Dragon Ball, we talked about nostalgia, we talked about piracy. We can nerd everything. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Big thanks to Lance for taking the time to chat with us there at Anime Fan Fest 2016. The biggest thanks actually needs to go out to Albert for saving my ass multiple times that day in particular. Long story, but uh, it was two times in particular. You heard him there. Definitely had to let him get in his question for all the assistance he provided me that day. Thank you, Albert. You are a lifesaver. So let's just go ahead and bring this episode to a close. This has been 404 of our podcast here at Cons and Shoe. We'll see you next time for episode 404. Live. For me, my name is Mike Fijito EX. We got Jake, we got Julian, we got Heath. That is us, Kanzen Shu. Kanzen Shu.com. Kanzen Shu. Hit us up on the website, all the social medias. That's where we are. So uh, you can read us, you can listen to us. Thanks to everyone, and we'll see you next time.
2: Into the grand tour. Grand, tour, grand tour, Step into the Grand Tour, Dragon Ball GT. One, two, three! For many a year, the Dragon Balls have always been there, and now the right just, the innocent and just, must now depend on themselves to the theme, of the earth, from the rebirth, of the ultimate end. Now the tournament is over, the close of the three for every good that's done, Further, the evil seeks, inside the, the very strength that makes the good to speak, get the just to prevail, the righteous can't fail! Grand Tour, Grand Tour, step into the Grand Tour. Dragon Ball GT. Stepping to the grand tour, grand tour, grand tour, Dragon Ball GT! Step to the grand tour, a brand new adventure begins. Another talent from Goku and his friends. Now he's a saiyan strong, Feel I make them a child again. The Dragon Balls are turning burning again. World and everything within, the ultimate battle between good and evil. Who's gonna win when the sad clock digs take the consequence? will I like, have the strength to be our last, last line of defense? Let's override the powers that seek to destroy. Steal the innocence of a worldly joy with their evil schemes. Hungry for the destruction that the evil brings. The power to provoke the hope to lose sight of the greater good. Then allow the rage to catch a blaze like sandalwood. Step into the grand tour. Grand, tour, grand tour. Step into the grand tour. Dragon Ball GT. Step into the Grand Tour. Grand Tour, Grand Tour. Step into the Grand Tour. Dragon Ball GT. Step into the Grand Tour. Grand Tour, Grand Tour. Dragon Ball GT. Take the Grand Tour. Grand Tour. Take the Grand Tour. Grand Tour. Take the Grand Tour. Grand Tour.
1: I, I was, I was, I was like, uh, "Next time on Dragon Ball Z." Previously on Dragon Ball Z, I want someone to do a supercut of every episode on like YouTube. On like that. every episode, previously, formerly, and just supercut, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. super supercut, supercut, something, and then do a loop that was ten-hour post. Oh, yeah. someone please do that, and if you do that, <laughs> please post. <laughs>